This is Junto, the engineer's perspective. I have Corbin Buckler and Dave Stewart with me. I'm Matt Burgess. Today we're doing our first podcast here, a dry run. So kick back, relax, crack open a cold one of beverage of choice, and uh, we'll get going. Something like, I don't know, pick a number, 1,200 athletes running. Mm -hmm. And like only like 200 and, I don't know, I think it was like 230-ish had cleared the accident site, so they let those people keep going. But they, like, stopped everyone who hadn't cleared the last checkpoint. They stopped. We got to so find this guy's like, body. Hold up. Right. So that was, like, I don't know, probably, like, the back half, right? But, like, the people in the middle had to, like, turn around, walk back up the face of a mountain, and, like, go back to the other checkpoint where they, like, got van rides down because the race was over for them. Uh, and the winner, the winner's time was, uh, I saw it in the article I read. It was like 18 hours or six, 16 hours for the man and like 20 something hours for the woman. Uh, but yeah, so it was nuts. So like only 200 and something people got to actually finish the race that they started. I gotta go out early, you know, get ahead of all those deaths. Yeah. So wild times. So what is so that's like ultimate trail running? Is that is that what this is? Yeah, it's like ultimate trail running. Or it's like the UTMB is like a big ultra race. So like that's the crown event. But there's like races leading up to that, like the undercard races still that week, basically. What's if that distance? makes sense. Uh I don't know. It's a hundred miles probably. Let's see, UTMB. Yeah, the headline event is the UTMB 100-plus mile race. It's in Charmonvoix. It's French, obviously. Situated at the highest point in the Alps, glacier-covered Mont Blanc. Yeah, so basically the UTMB is like the, the main event, and then everything else leading up to it is the undercard. There was 10,000 runners in seven events this year. How many gels is that? I feel like it's a lot of gels. Dude, <laughs> these guys like stop and eat a full fucking like pancake yeah. meal. It's really? the real deal. You yeah. have to eat. These well, guys are nuts. I mean, think about how many calories you're burning in 100 miles. Yeah, and they uh, they like have like the ski poles. They're... There's all sorts of different rules depending on the race, but like you can have pacers. Uh, I mean, you don't sleep, obviously. Um, different ones have different cutoff limits. So it's just all sorts of good stuff. It's literally everything. Wow. The, some guy from Norway won 18 hours, 49 minutes. Yeah, you found the same article probably. What is the uh, mile pace for that? I'm trying to figure that out. So it's 100 miles and 1,106 miles. 106, yeah. 106 divided by 11. Ah, fuck. I might beat you there. You probably will. 1040 pace. 1040? Eh. That's actually... Uh... Yeah, but that's up the side of a 
cliff. That's faster <laughs> than a walk too. Cause norm- normally whenever I see those races, it looks like those people are just like brisk walking, but 1040 is like faster yeah. than I would ever walk. Yeah. So I saw that this afternoon and I was like, Oh shit, we can talk about that. <laughs> Unfortunately, but they, about they, that. everyone probably signed a waiver before that. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. They won't be held liable. No, they won't be held liable, but I'm sure it'll be, I don't know, it'll be interesting if there's like changes or anything, right? Like course changes. Yeah. I can't. I can't even imagine. I, I think it'd be sweet. Ten miles, mentally. I think it'd be sweet. Like I've watched a lot of like YouTube videos about like a couple bros who do it together. Not that race specifically. Like some of the America-based races, and they're just like, yeah, we just we just kept each other accountable, and like, burr, burr. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah, it's kind of like a crazy hike. With some basically then, but you're and then it's like you're in the middle. You're yeah, you're just intense hiking, running with a few meals in there. I wonder, do they have? How do the meals work? You like literally stop at like a restaurant, <laughs> or or they have them all like pre pre made in like a little tent, and you like just walk over and. Oh, usually it's like you have a crew, like your buddy, your dad some other guy you know from the club because usually like everything's so spread out that like there's like checkpoints but like you're just pretty much like self aiding the whole race i gotcha it's kind of like a like a long cycling race where you have a team yeah the checkpoints and they hand you a bag or whatever yeah Hmm. that's another world man Although you're like basically in that world, you were uh, on the Iron Man. You uh, were an intense Pardon. activity for how what twelve plus hours. This one was like, yeah, this one was definitely sixteen hours. It was garbage. Sixteen hours. That's, that's uh, a freaking. That's a long day. That's like wild. Uh, yeah, S- sun up, sun down, and then some. Yeah, and then some. Um, I would definitely say, like, probably 100 miles in the mountains is harder. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A stretch of your endurance and mental. Yeah, I think the mental part would be really fun, right? Stability. You're like, you're just like fucking with your mind. Yeah, I don't know. Like, where where do you, when you're running that. When you're doing the Ironman, where's like, where's like the the freshness of the beginning, like end? You know how you got like you kind of got the the beginning and everything's like pump. You know your adrenaline's pumping. You kind of get through, and then when does it like? All right, uh, like, I think like this in the middle, the second half of the yeah, the second half of the bike leg is probably where like things start to get a little real, right? Because you're like, oh shit, like. <laughs> I'm not even close. Yep. That second, like 56 miles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
And then what when what are you feeling when you hit the when you're off the bike and you're onto the marathon? Are you just in like survival? Uh, it's like another like mini high for a minute and then you know, reality kinda comes back and you're like, Oh yeah, I have to do this for a while. Like stop stop running fast. <laughs> Slow down. Great. Yeah, crazy endurance, just putting you through some mental trials. Yeah, I can't imagine doing yeah, a, a, a fucking full Ironman, Dave. You're, you're insane. I don't know. I feel like this one was kind of half-assed. Meh, half-assed yeah. or, or full-ass, it's still Ironman. <laughs> uh, the coolest part, I guess since we haven't talked, the coolest part or the most... The, like humiliating part was uh <laughs> i was at like mile like i don't know not 50 on the bike and the lead guy was already like hammering away at the end of his second loop like he's that far in front of you so like you know you're you're 40 miles in and he's a hundred <laughs> or more miles in right like <laughs> That's when you get a stick out and just jam it in his spoke. Yeah, like it was pretty sweet because like he blew past that like, I don't know what felt like, you know, 30 miles an hour. Uh, And you're just like, that's cool that like you're that. (laughs) I can bike that fast for like five minutes. (laughs) Right. While sprinting. (laughs) So was it it an out and back? Like you could. It was two big loops. It was two big loops. That's why he like passed us all. So, oh, it was cool. The like mountains, like uh, the Anirondacks, are super cool, super pretty. Um, totally different mm-hmm. than other mountain ranges, but like it definitely kicked your ass the entire time. Uh, mm. Like, there's one point where you're like on. Coming out of town is like mostly downhill the first like five miles, so it's pretty easy, obviously. And then you have two mini climbs, and then you uh, do like a loop in like the Olympic uh, cross country skiing training grounds. And you come out of there, and it's like another climb. And then uh, you're on, like, the backside of, like, the river, basically, and you just, like, drop. So, like, my fastest Garmin speed was, like, 44 miles an hour, just straight downhill. <laughs> like, you had no control. It was sweet. Uh, but then, like, after that, it was, like, pretty flat. So, you're, like, riding a high for, like, 10 miles. And then there's just, like, I'm doing fucking great. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the climb was literally, like, uh little ring big ring and i was going like five to eight miles an hour for like a couple miles and you're just like this blows like uh (laughs) the first one like the guys who did the best were like guys who just kept it steady and like didn't try to fuck with it and just accepted they were going slow uh like the first one you just like power through and then the second loop like i definitely had some like don't quit conversations with myself and then at like the mile <laughs> 95 and mile 
105 i like unclipped at an aid station ate like all the fig bars they had or red bull like, <laughs> give me everything you fucking just trying have. To, like, <laughs> yeah yeah just like you're like i don't even know what day it is right now like just give me whatever you got uh but yeah and then my run my run strategy was basically like uh run six minutes walk a minute so like i basically had like 14 minute mile pace uh so i did that for like 20 miles and i uh, ended up like catching this kid we trained with who was like ahead of me on the bike so that was sweet uh but i didn't catch him until like mile 23 uh so we basically like after that point kind of like walk jogged it in because he was already walking <laughs> and i was like we're not let's go come on uh but at one point at like I don't know, like 18 or 20, somewhere in there. Like I finally had enough of my hernia and like, I just like kind of double over for a second. I was like, fuck this. And, uh, this fucking kid who like looked like he was like 18 fucking told the medics in front of us that like I was doubled over. So like, by the time I got to the medic, this woman's like putting on gloves and shit. And I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> like, I don't need anything. <laughs> Leave me alone. And she's like, are you sure? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> just leave me alone. Uh, so, yeah, it was good. And then uh, <laughs> we were done. And it was great. We got a t-shirt. <laughs> nice. And they got the t-shirt. Yep. Never fucking doing that shit did again. You... <laughs> did, a, did a beer sound good after this one? I... Yeah, after this one, I had a beer and, like, some Oreos. Uh, totally different state of mind. So, so yeah, it's good. And now I'm just super fat. Hey, man, you built up like a week's worth of calories burnt up in one day. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hernia surgery is like the day after, or the Tuesday after Labor Day. Uh, so hopefully, like by the end of September, I can like start getting some miles in again, nice and easy breezy. How uh, do they have to put you under for that? Oh yeah, for I, sure. yeah, I assume so. it's the whole deal. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole deal. How how like difficult is the recovery gonna be? Because they're not they're not like making any like further incision, are they? They're just like poking everything no. back in and sewing it up. Yeah, or something. Yeah, they put like they like stitch a mesh over where it came out and then uh, your body so like the heals yeah that. yeah yeah so my dad was my dad had it done like two or three years ago maybe i told you guys this already um and he was raking leaves like three <laughs> days after surgery he yeah. wasn't like i was he was like i wasn't bending over your mom was doing that but i at least was raking <laughs> okay dad whatever <laughs> But you don't like have like PT or anything like that, so yeah. pretty much just like be easy breezy for two weeks and you're good. Yeah, don't blow this patch off and. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I definitely want to start getting some light miles in, especially in the fall. Yeah, that's the nicest time to train. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Sweet. Holy shit, uh, Corbin! Have you been running like this week at? Oh yeah, getting your ass kicked out there. Yeah, I just, I we ran. uh, I started Wednesdays at the running store. They have a six o'clock group, so I just got back from a run and it was nice, dude. 
It's fucking. It's been fucking miserable the past. You meet some locals. Uh, a few. Yeah. I, shit, I didn't know who to run with, so I just went there and. You tried to find like your pace. Yeah. You 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 know you know you're yeah. gonna be towards the front, but you gotta you gotta find the right, the right front. Yeah, I found some people that are fed, right. you know faster than me. There's a couple like college kids. Yeah. That run it, like Purdue Fort Wayne. Right. Pretty fast. But there are some like older. Uh, folks that just like still run marathons and stuff. you mean like 90 percent of the people who who are just joggers <laughs> no i think i think these they're uh there was a lady and a, and a guy they're tr- uh, trying to run like sub 245 on the marathon okay wow dude i had the the same idea this week after like monday when it was hot as balls i went to the running store down by me and like i was like you guys got a running club? And of course there's like two like middle-aged like pudgy dudes working then. And they're just like, yeah, just go on the website. And I was like, dude, just like tell me when they fucking meet and like what do I need to do? Like, why do you I'm think I walked in here now? Why do you think I walked in here? Don't tell, don't direct me to the website. I already read your website. Like I want to know when the good meet, when, when to meet up with the good people and like who, what's the reasonable thing? Right. Like ask me what I'm right. training for. Like this is why I walked in here. Yeah. But they're just like, oh yeah, just go to the website. I'm just like, God damn, fuck this. That's funny. That's when I went and like got shoes like once or twice. I got that same response. It's like they don't know anything. Yeah, it's just like okay, I I came to the wrong person at the wrong day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems like they're, or at least in Fort Wayne, is there's groups and they meet outside of this. This is like the they have like a shoe sponsor comes in like New Balance. You know, yeah, they come in like once a month and they they have this little rack and they let you try on shoes and you can wear them for a run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was today. So then that gets people in and different, all different paces, you know? Yeah. I just, I just want a group to go on like, especially like long runs, man. Those, those get monotonous and just like mentally just difficult. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to find. I guess for the last couple months here before the old, the big thing. Eight, eight fucking weeks i got so i guess we could segue into the uh the gel yeah i, I saw that you purchased some of those yeah so I, what'd you so get the cliff cliff ones cliff bar that's a good choice those are my reason, favorite well reason i did is because i think that's what they're having at the columbus mm, yeah and the sponsor i was I, I looked up looked that up and just see like what marathons do different ones and it looked like at the bay shore the one that you guys ran they did the goo uh yeah it's pretty similar. i don't know i've always just taken what flavors yeah whatever's cheap and free it's like beer <laughs> free is the most ex- important part grab a couple 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 road gels <laughs> yeah you always gotta get her some road gels like um go ahead I, I, Dave, you probably have like a better idea of like when to actually consume them. But I, I, I think the first marathon I ran, I thought they were like voodoo bullshit. But then like, <laughs> because like, yeah, I could see why I was, cause like so many joggers just like love them. And you're just like, I don't need that shit. Like you're the ones with like the belts yeah. of like water and shit. But like when you're running oh, a marathon, yeah, yeah. like your body just like functions so differently. I was telling Corbin, like the marathon is the only race where I've ever like physically been hungry. Like yeah in college when you just run a 10k 5k 8k like you get done and you just like want to fucking vomit and die 
like running right. a marathon is just like physical exhaustion for so long that like your body actually like needs that nutrients. But like, yeah, I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, but I've started to take them and just like use them between like miles, like 10 and 13. I was like, I don't fucking know. My body will need something yeah. eventually. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. There's no like right way or wrong way. Right. Not to sound like a douchebag coach, but like <laughs> there's no right way or wrong way. The obviously like what the label says is like five minutes before and then 45 minutes in. I think that's like more marketing than actual science. Um, but I definitely will take one. Like if it's an 18 miler, I definitely take something before mile 10. Cause like, it's like dehydration. You want to stay ahead of the curve, right? Cause you can't bounce back. Like once you're so dehydrated, So like once you're out of fuel to burn, just like consuming stuff, your body can't process it yeah. the same or as efficiently. So like, yeah. I usually take one at like mile eight and then kind of feel it out then maybe like mile 12 and like, so I definitely do it longer than you're supposed to or what the packaging says. Um, I'm sure if you like look online, they'll be like, Oh, you need to take one at like mile three, mile seven, but a secret one at mile nine and <laughs> then you're good. But like, it's really like just what you feel. But if you're hungry, it's too late. Yeah. Do you uh, take the whole thing? Yeah, I just like, uh, one, uh, I'm really careful about ripping the top. So like the cliff ones have like the no waste packaging, which I really like. So I do like those better because of that. Uh, but I try not to like drop the thing you rip off cause I'm just OCD. Uh, and, but then you're like pocket sticky, but at least you didn't litter. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, like I put as much in my mouth as I can and like I rip it and just swallow. <laughs> but like when you're racing and you're dehydrated, they're harder to swallow. So like when you're racing, try to have one at, at or near like an aid station. So you have like liquid to wash it down with. If you try to do it like in the middle and you're dry, like your mouth is dry, you're <laughs> fucked. You'll just be like. <laughs> <laughs> so do you uh, always try to take them like. At, at, at right after the station and then like throw it away and then chase it and then go or yeah or, yeah, or, or, or I usually have them in my pocket before I leave just so you don't have to like I usually have like one or two in my pocket before I leave and then like I get one or two on the course but I try to have them like not when you could like if it's flat and you can see the aid station far ahead like that's obviously not good timing but like right before the aid station so like I have it I'm okay I have it and then like there's water available to like swish around. Uh, and then I, I usually fold it in half and try to rip it again to get all of it out. Like I hot dog it and then just like. <laughs> uh, that's so, my strategy. What about the caffeine? I So I got I got uh, a, like an 18 variety yeah. pack. It's got from zero caffeine to there's the double espresso that has a hundred yeah i really like the double espresso because it actually tastes like coffee oh uh, i start vomiting during running yeah um it sounds like there's very few flavors i've had that i haven't liked um but i usually have the like caffeine one second like because the first one you don't need the caffeine like your first one normally 
and then I would have the caffeine one second. Like if I was doing like a four hour bike ride for comparability, I would usually have like a pocket Red Bull for like two and a half hours in and like just chug a Red Bull like two and a half hours in uh, for the caffeine and the sugar to burn off. Because that's all it is, is sugar and carbs. Mm-hmm. And so, All right. So I'm looking at the Columbus Marathon course map just to see where these things are staged. Yeah. So on the half, so there's look. a half marathon map. Yeah. So I, I assume that we, it looks like the half marathon also is the same as the beginning of the Yeah. Marathon. So about like so, mile six or seven, everyone will peel off that's around you and you go, fuck you. Because they're only so running eight. Yeah. So at mile eight, there's a cliff shot station. Then there's a, there's one at mile like 15 and a half. And then after mile... I'm pulling up the map right now. So probably just like take one at each one probably. Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, On Friday, I'm going to practice with on like a long run, like a 15 mile run. And I'm going to... I'm going to do like an eight eight mile part and then i'm gonna swing by the house and i'll just grab a grab one in and try it out and chase it with water and see what happens oh yeah i've done plenty of runs where like you know the tailgate is my aid station and i just have all my <laughs> shit laid out yeah that's crazy that there's only two stations for cliff and they're so close well i think there's three because I, I think i think the half would it has to double it looks like they the courses overlap Oh, I see what you're saying. They snuck one in at eight. Yeah, I don't. I I couldn't. I doubt we swing off separately. I feel like that one. I agree with you. Uh, well, that's good. At least there's three. I would think that at the uh, the expo, you can either get them for free or super cheap. Yeah. I've also bought running shoes at the expo because they're so cheap. Hmm. But you'll kick All ass. Right, so what was my other question I had? Tonight? It seems like there's no like definitive. It's just kind of whatever your body. It's really what you do. feel. And like <laughs> once you start using, it's like crack. Once you start using them, you'll like use them more. I'm not going to lie, I've already had two, and I wasn't like, I wasn't sick. sick Just sitting back on the couch, pounding them. Well, no, what I did was, like, yesterday I did a workout, and then I had to go, I had to go out, like, work outside, uh, building a new campsite, and so it gave me some good energy. I liked it. Did you do some crack, too? (laughs) No, no crack. What kind of workout did you do? Mile repeats. Oh, that kind of workout. I thought you meant, like, your lifting like old barn timber or something (laughs) no i assume you're not bench pressing that's too that's too like normal you were like lifting bags of concrete in like a 10 gallon bucket like some mulan shit like (laughs) no uh yeah so yeah it's definitely good for like repeats and shit like that no, I just took it after, like, once I got home and I was mm. done running. I took it. <laughs> so I, I got home. I was done running. They came in the Am- from Amazon. I was like, yeah. oh, well, these are in. <laughs> I got to so try them out. Then I, <laughs> then I just tried it. And then I went out and did a, I was working outside, you know. Yeah. 
So, so they do. They uh, for me, I thought they were fine. They weren't like terrible tasting. Have they ever given you the shits, Dave? No, not for my knowledge. I've gotten the shits from my shitty diet. No, man. After after I ran a Louisville marathon, I had some like after that, I had like the shits for like an hour. And like all I had was like those gels during the race. This is post race or post race. Yeah, post race, post race. Yeah. Oh. It was in the middle of the race. So you're good. Yeah, I definitely gave myself the shits from my shitty diet, but I don't think I've ever had it from stuff. I I do think there's a lot of bullshit out there to what Matt said. Uh a lot of the people I know like love Morton and they had that at the Iron Man. So I was like, whatever. So I'd never had one until on course. And I was like, this is disgusting. But there was like, nothing else. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that Just is. kept going. It's like, it's like if there could be a luxury like goo or gel, it's yeah. that. Like it's the Mercedes Benz of fucking the goo industry. If like Cliff is Ford or like GM. <laughs> It's it's like this luxury bullshit that they it's the exact same thing just rebranded and got some better athletes on board, and like some of my buddies are like, "This is the best shit ever." I'm like it's the exact fucking same thing. It's sugar water. Yeah, it looks fancy ass website, mm-hmm. fancy ass packaging too. That's how you do it, man. Yeah. What's what's that? Uh, when you have like a very- oligopoly, it comes down to advertising. I'm looking up their website right now. Yeah, a lot of bl- just black and white. Yeah. Simple fonts. Oh, Simple wow. Fonts. Yeah. Really fancy website. I've never been here. Yeah. So, like, for the Iron Man, my buddy mixed three bottles of this drink mix. Half of it was in the fucking grass. And I was like, how much did you pay for this shit? Um,. Yeah, we just need know. to I get in, a bunch of We need to get in the supplement market. It's so unregulated. Super unregulated. Iron Man 2021 official hydrogel sports fuel. And the Berlin Marathon. Who came up with this shit? Let's see if So is that what they had on your Iron Man? They had Morton's? Yeah, they had this. The wow. creme de la creme. Where's like our story? Do they have a story? It's probably just no, formed by like they, a multinational conglomerate and just rebranded shit just in fancier of packaging. Of course. Of course. And they got a bike team. I did watch totally semi related, but not. I watched this YouTube video about uh, F1 and how like there's so many shady sponsors and like, like tobacco is still a sponsor, but it's through Shell Corporation and like, all this crazy shit. <laughs> This is basically the same thing. This is probably just Cliff Bar through three three shell organizations. Hmm. It's probably owned by uh, Altiera. Right. <laughs> hey, man, buy some more. I need them dividends. Yeah. You mean Altria? Yeah, I don't know the fuck you said. You know what I you meant. You know what I meant. You know what I fucking <laughs> I did it. Corbin over fucking here. <laughs> I was trying to... <laughs> you got I, it. I remember you talking about Altria in the past, so I was like, okay, that... But not offhand. I thought you were talking about some, like, French company or something. No, whatever. Oh, I do have a French uh, well, company when we get to that point, but let's keep going. 
Uh, sec- my second question was uh, tapering for the marathon. Yeah. Should you do it? I'll let Matt go first. How far, how far out do you go? Dude, Dave, you're more the expert on, on uh, anything over a 10K. I, I've just so, run a lot of poorly mar- marathons. So uh, what my programming that I paid for always was, or always usually is, is about for an Ironman, it's two weeks. For a marathon, it's usually like seven to ten days, depending on how you feel. Again, it's a lot of you. Um, but like your mileage should drop pretty significantly. Like you should have a lot of free time on your hands and you should feel like you're not training at all. Um, and then like uh, whatever, the race is on Sunday. So Saturday should be like three miles and then like like pick a number, four or six like 20 meter strides. Not like full out sprints, but strides. Mm-hmm. Um and like that's pretty much it, and like the rest will just happen. So you're just saying, but yeah, seven to ten days. So like you run, so like my peak, I'm gonna run sixty five, or I'm planning to run sixty five miles. That's like the peak. Yeah. So I need to run sixty five miles until like, I don't know, October, October sixth, like on pace. Like if you were to on pace to run 65 miles and then you just taper like take a couple miles off here or there until you're at like three before the the race yeah this is what my uneducated opinion was i was gonna taper i was gonna do like a little like three week taper in the beginning of october and cut back from 65 65 to 50 like a little over 50 to like 40 a little over 40 and then just keep tapering like seven six five mile runs until you hit three the day before the race yeah that's like pretty good strategy probably uh you yeah i maybe i was unclear you don't want like a cliff event like just 10 days out where you're like all of a sudden your mileage drops off like you do want to start like <laughs> Done. saving your legs <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> Uh, but like obviously the goal is to like have life in your legs but to your point like three weeks out you'd still be able to bounce back and you you would bounce back like in a week and be like you know like kind of shaky or jittery like and you would i think that would have negative impacts on your mental state right because you would feel like you're not training enough or you're under training and then that's a whole different thing to try to balance so I think like your your forty mile approach is probably right, and then like then the last seven to ten days you should be pretty restful, mostly shakeout runs. What's your like longest run you're planning to do? Eighteen miles. Yeah, so like your longest run should be like eighteen to twenty two. Uh, yeah, eighteen is probably max. Because, like, the real pain is not going to start till mile 20. At least that's my experience. Maybe Matt has a different feeling. Um, I've fucked around. I've I've gotten fucked between 16 and 20. If I've ran it smarter, yeah. probably, like, the latest has come as 20. But I've 
the first one I ran, I went out way too fast and I was fucked by 16. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, that like really shitty feeling comes on somewhere 16 to 20. Yeah. So like you want to train somewhere at least to 18, but no more than 22. Probably one of the best feeling marathons I had was, uh, that, uh, marathon in Traverse city where you just took off. Never saw you again. Bye. (laughs) Well, like I had very low expectations of myself. So I just like kept a low burner the whole time. I didn't, I didn't go out too fast. How much did you train for this? I don't know. I think I ran seven miles once. Oh, okay. Sweet. (laughs) I'm trying to do better than that this time. So I, I think, I think this week I'll be able to get in like 50 miles with my longest run being the 10 miler, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to really get in like, longer runs for once yeah that's fucking hard man they're long and boring especially in this heat oh Jesus yeah this heat will really make and break you though like you know that yeah i'm hoping in the next basically everything you know you already know corbin it's just like extrapolating out right and like Mm -hmm. engineering tells you you can't extrapolate out (laughs) but like that's why, like, the knowing the shitty part's going to come somewhere between mile 16 and 20 will help you. And then, like, getting that one or two long runs in at that 18 to 22 mile threshold to learn where that's at. And then also, like, when you're done with those long runs to go recover properly and, like, sit with your legs against the wall and, like, have an ice bath and, like, actually stretch, like, will help you a lot. Whereas, like, if you just ran, like, 13, you're like, I'll just figure out the other 13. Like, you're going to die. Like, you'll have a poor experience. Yeah, you will. But it sounds like you're doing everything right, so I think it'll be fine. Hopefully this, like, 18 in this heat will, or longer runs in this heat will it'll, I'm, extrapolate out into cooler. Yeah, in right, October, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll get dividend checks for sure. I think those are all the questions I had for now. Oh, uh, on the same topic of the marathon, though, I looked up briefly on that uh, hotel, the the brewery dog. Oh yeah, hotel. <laughs> that looks pretty fucking sweet. I think we might. It looks like it's booked up that weekend, but Sunday yeah, night, sure. I think it's got a. There might be a free night, so I think that might be a treat that <laughs> we'll do. I mean, like drafts, like drafts in your room. I think some are pet friendly. It's a brewery. It's a hotel. I mean, get it. Are they multiple one. cities? Locations. Uh, Doghouse Columbus, Kennels Columbus, and it's Brew Dog, Brew Dog, uh, Brew Columbus yeah. Brewery. I think, I think they're in Brew Dog. Maybe not the hotel. But I want to say they're in Cincinnati. I want to say they're in Indianapolis, too. So chances are they're probably going to open a place uh, in Detroit. It's honestly not that expensive. I thought it was going to be a lot more. Uh, and second-rate cities like the Midwest, if you find an off-night, you can always find cheap hotels. Nothing like off-brand cities. <laughs> Nothing like... <laughs> So you live in the Midwest? Do you live in Chicago? No, I live in nope. Rust Belt City. <laughs> You've never it had heard its of it. Peak about nineteen ten. <laughs> They're based out of the UK. 
Yeah, dude, I definitely went to them uh, in Indy. They they opened up like a year or two before I moved from there. They're in Fountain Square. I, re I remember they were based out of the UK, but also had something in Columbus. How does this... Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to put some... This is pretty cool, pretty interesting idea. I like it a lot. Franchise opportunities, boom. <laughs> Fort Wayne, done. Boom. Oh, that's why. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, they only have an opening Sunday night. I mean, I could be Sunday night. Fuck work. Yeah, because I think we're going to try to bring Josie just because... Uh... I think my mom's going to potentially make an appearance, so there goes one dog sitter. What do you get in a brewmaster suite, and how many people can sleep in there? Man, this is bad. This room's not eligible for pets. What? What kind of brew dog are you? Yeah. This So the king room is eligible for pets. Have you traveled with Berkeley much? I mean, just to family and stuff. So, Josie's been having a fit recently. Like, she's now like she's one year she's one year old, and now she like barks because she thinks she's like protecting the place or something. And that can be bad if, uh, like, in a hotel and right, she just starts barking randomly. Man, I kind of want to look into this franchise opportunity. I wonder what kind of startup capital you need. I think those. Have you seen the uh, books and brew? And I think they start out of indie. Yeah, There's... they say that you need, you need like fifty k to start one of those. Really? What's a books and brew? Uh it's exactly what you'd expect. Books, a bookstore that's also a brewery. Yeah. The I think that's the thing. I think Isn't the that original... Corbin's living room. No, it's not just Corbin's living room. Yeah, Corbin's halfway there. <laughs> Maybe for you're halfway, halfway there. there. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been to one in Indy, and I didn't really like their book selection. So I think mine. Yeah, I think the original one closed down, and Fort Wayne had one briefly, and I think it shut down during COVID. It's a very very niche niche idea that everyone everyone tries to marry something with a bookstore. It's just the thing to do. But yeah, I. Need to look into this more, but I really like the uh, that idea of going to go at least Sunday night. They have uh oh here it is the indie one. Yeah, it's in Fountain Square. Yeah, I definitely went to it. So it's just a bar in Fountain Square. Just a bar in Fountain Square. Yeah, it's not the uh, okay. the whole hotel. I'm sure, I've seen their beer in uh, liquor stores. That blueberry full house looks like a familiar can. Um. So on this same note, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on lodging? I mean, obviously I have no problem like trying to run you guys around or pick you up Sunday morning. I mean, we'll have, we'll have plenty of people. It'd be nicer to stay closer to yeah exactly the race start, but like I don't know how airbnbs are are doing these days i looked yeah. uh online and there's like a shit ton of hotel rooms still oh okay yeah i haven't i haven't looked at hotel rooms i looked at airbnb and the one that i saw that was like 
two bedrooms, at least two bedrooms, was like two over two hundred. It was like two sixty a night or something. That was available Friday through Sunday, and it was maybe like a mile or so from the start and finish line. So, but that's like a two bedroom and then like a pull out couch situation. Yeah, I didn't really find like a three bedroom situation. Well, Taylor and I can sleep on a pull out. Nah. Dude, the one that we had for uh, your Ironman in Louisville, Dave, would have been like perfect. There's like three bedrooms. It was actually above a bike store. That's sweet. Um, so I'm looking at this. So, I mean, Check. should we try to brainstorm some three bed, well, three bedrooms or two bedrooms in a pullout situation for... I guess the trick is we're all kind of different times, potentially. Or at least Matt's Matt's gonna not stay in Sunday night. Yeah. Where are you going, Matt? Work? Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I might be able to be coerced into staying. My my vacation plans keep on getting fucked up. This one has a shower beer package, Matt. Come on. Shower beer. Your shower paper. beer cooler will be filled with some of. Incredible beers, Punk IBA, our flagship beer, numerous, our number one seller in America, Elvis Juice. Speaking of our beer, true huh? favorite. <laughs> I also have to go to a fucking uh, bachelor party the weekend before this Ooh. in Denver. For who? Skoke. Denver, nice. Why Denver? Because uh, Skokes on the West Coast, and I guess Denver is <laughs> meeting in the middle. <laughs> it make me thirsty, Rheingeist. What? Which one are you drinking? The knowledge. Okay. I don't know where the fuck it is. <laughs> where did it go? Let's see what it comes out to. What? Oh crap! It's so when it says one eighty nine, that's per person. So really, it's five hundred dollars for a night at Brewdog. Yeah, that's with four or six people. That's with two people. That's with two people. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Does it does it start downtown? Yeah. Yes, I think like the closest like arena district is what they say. Okay, I see arena district. I'm seeing a place for two eighteen. Oh, Dude, Dave, I I already told Corbin the story, but my uh fucking Honda Civic shit out on me. No. Yeah. What happened? Good fucking question. So it's still to to cut to the end and to update you, Corbin. Uh, Honda's gonna pay for it. Um, Good. So basically, like my car is like just over five. It's like five years, six months old, and only has like forty five thousand miles on it, right? So like, yeah. I'm just over warranty because it's five years. But uh, oh, 
I had gotten, and I I still is fucking it five years hundred, five um, years sixty. So I'm I'm okay. still under the sixty too, but like a yeah. fucking engine shouldn't fucking shit out on you at forty five thousand miles. But uh, I was driving with you, right? I fucking take care of that bitch. Uh, I was driving That's up I mean. up to my parents in like Valparaiso area, and then uh, when I when I was coming back, like or when I was going to come back, like that Sunday, like my car just sounded like shit. So like I just like grabbed my dad. I was like, Dad, listen to my car. Like this doesn't sound right. And he's like, Yeah, don't try to drive that back. So like we went to go take it into the dealer, a dealership in Northwest Indiana that Monday. I took the day off, and like I got like a mile out, and then like my car was just like, Nope, and it was just like was going like 10 miles an hour. I was like, dude, dad, I'm, I'm not going to make it. So we had to get it fucking towed from their house to there. They tore it apart and they're just like, yeah, your, your engine shot. It was, it was starved of oil. I was like, what the fuck? Like I didn't get any sort of, you know, check engines. The only fucking reason I'm bringing it into is because it sounded like clunky as fuck and just did not sound good. And I had just gotten the oil change like a week before. So like I call up naturally, I call up the the dealership in Cincinnati I went to. I even went to a fucking Honda dealership for Christ's sakes. Right, I, he like checked all the boxes. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm doing every fucking thing right here. Like I'm not going to some like, right. Jiffy Lube or some random guy on the right. corner. And uh, they're just like, oh well, blah, blah, blah. it's like, well, uh, we really need to see your car down here. I was like, fuck. I'm just like, are you gonna pay for the tow? So they end up paying. Well, unless there was like some weird reason, I still could have gotten fucked for that tow. So, like, I set up a tow, get it down here. And so, like, I've pretty much just spent the past week just, like, going back and forth with them. And, like, nothing's gotten done. They just keep telling me, oh, yeah, well, we submitted all to Honda of America, uh, blah, blah, blah. And finally today, they're just like, oh, yeah, Honda came back. We'll uh, we'll fix it. And I'm just like, fuck you guys. Fucking finally. Like, yeah. thank God we were in Valpo, too. And, like, both me and Emily's parents are there. So we could steal Emily's dad's old beater van is like a second vehicle because like <laughs> it's awesome that that van has three hundred thirty thousand miles on it uh fucking like <laughs> Cor- corbin saw it this weekend it was like a sienna fucking like oh one sienna three hundred thirty thousand miles and that engine's still fucking running forty five thousand miles 2016 fucking honda civic shot fucked yeah, up you get stand-up bikes in there yeah got so much room. yeah it's like a, it's, so, uh... it's fucking bullshit so what are you gonna get? Are you gonna keep this thing once it's fixed? God, are you gonna trade damn. it in and be like, I don't want to fucking deal with this, dude. I'm 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 so worried about it now. Like I was reading yeah, online, like so I got like the first year and model that had like the 1.5 liter turbo, and like yeah. I'm just like, did I just you know, and am I just a victim of you know an early adopter? Like I don't yeah. know, like or or did I just happen to get a lemon? I don't know. Did they fuck up that oil change? I don't fucking know. Yeah, it could be anything, right? Yeah, but yes, it it does worry me that like I'll be in the same situation, you know, a few years from now. But that's my car, right? Um. So what are you so what are you thinking? What are you gonna get? I'm off. I have a Ranger right now, and I'm all for not ever spending a lot of money on a car again. So. What are your thoughts, dude? I'm I'm just gonna like buy a bicycle. I'm just gonna bike. <laughs> I'm just never gonna own a fucking car again. A fucking piece of shit money pit. Like I, yeah, you, it is. You, you plan for like, you know, it's like okay, 
like when I was taking it in the shop that day, I was like, okay, you know, they probably just like fucked up a filter, put something in funny. It's going to be a couple hundred bucks. Then it's like, nope, yeah. engine's blown, a couple thousand dollars. Fuck you. I was like, fuck that. Just take my piece of shit car and I'll just fucking buy a bike. Right. So what did you end up um, doing, Dave? Did you start? Did you buy a Ranger? No, I, I leased it. It's leased. Yeah. Mm, it helps and a lot. What's gonna happen when you go? Flow. Go. What happens when you go to Mexico? Well, uh, Taylor has a leased Escape, so we're hoping we only have one car for like six months, which would be super nice. And then I kind of want to buy like a 2014 f-150 like v8 bare bones and just fucking drive that thing into the ground while electrification gets sorted out yeah so that's my plan but that's two years off Year, Matt, why don't yeah. you why don't you do uh, one car between you and emily because event like emily's not working right now but like eventually like I could probably swing it right now, but like she still has her like fucking O three Camry that honestly doesn't like every couple years we could put a couple hundred bucks into it, but for the most part it it runs fine. So like there's been Yeah, just drive that shit then. That's what I'm saying. That's what get rid of get her a, get her a fucking you know, whatever the limo company is out there when she's like, oh, I have to go to this one random thing today. Be like, here's your 150 bucks for the day. See yeah. ya. No, Uber it, Black. It's just like pain. Take care of it's her just, because that's probably a way better deal. <laughs> it's just painful because like, even though it's five years old, it still feels like a goddamn new car to me. I just can't, can't fathom letting it go and just driving around an 03 Camry. Uh, I mean, you could get like, well, it's hard now, but I'm sure you can still find like some ten thousand mile a year lease for like two hundred bucks a month on something. I don't know. I'm just gonna get the Civic back, and then hopefully it doesn't give me any issues. And hopefully, in like five to ten years, can buy an electric car to replace whoever yeah. car dies first. Buy buy a Rivian. <laughs> that shit's too expensive. It is super expensive, but I think it's the coolest looking one right now. They just or the the Polestar Two is pretty fucking sweet looking because it looks like a Volvo. I I agree. I like I like Volvo's uh, design style, and it carries over the Polestar. It's like very elegant, yeah, and under the radar, yeah. It's like it's not too flashy. Like look at me, it's right, just bold enough. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like a fancy guitar. (laughs) <laughs> or like you know, uh, a Banaki bike. You got to know what it is to appreciate it. I found a Wonder Bread Loft short north. I don't know how close that is. Where's the uh, short north? Super close, and it's where all the bars are. Uh, let's see. It's a pretty good spot. Which we're we're the it's the weekend of the fifteenth, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so fifteenth to the eighteenth. Would that be right? Three nights, two eighteen a night with all the fees in total, eight forty six. Three. Where's all the bars at? You said, Dave. Short North, right there. Mm-hmm. 
Oh shit! This might be the same fucking one you're looking at. It's four, two bedrooms, three beds. What does that mean? Let me scroll through the photos. I'm not. I'm still not seeing the short noise. Where is it in relation to Arena District? There's Brewery District. Oh no, my back. I mean, bar, the bar situation will happen what Sunday night only? Yeah, I don't think we're gonna go hit up the yeah. bars Friday. We're not gonna bar hop on. <laughs> Unless my training's that shitty, maybe I'll just give up and go out with Dave. Are you kidding me? I gotta hold the beers on. Well, isn't the race on Sunday? Yeah, it is on Sunday. Yeah, so you definitely I found Friday night. Here's there's another one. Uh, pool view, downtown living, two bed, two bath, two twenty four night. It's south. It's like south of of the arena district. It's kind of near the state house. And... I don't know. Like a, probably a few drinks on Sunday evening, but I think like a good brunch spot on Monday would be nice. It's a good breakfast or something. Looks like Ohio State's north of downtown, that downtown area. Yeah, it is. It's on the other side of the freeway. I've only been to Columbus once, if you'd count that. And I was driving through in like the middle of the night and stopped like right off the highway at a McDonald's at like possibly the most sketchy McDonald's I've ever been to. That's but a great I, story. But I've heard good things about Columbus. I think it's cool. It's like any like right middle tier Midwest city. <laughs> it's it, it's it like always indie. gets com- like super cool. It, it, super it always underrated. gets compared to indie whenever whenever I hear about it because it's just like a grid layout flat city that yeah. has seen an okay revival Except in the last twenty years. Yeah, but they do have Ohio State. I mean, like. I mean, if you want to include Ohio State, you can. If you don't, like, you don't even know it's there. Yeah. It's not like every bar is covered in Ohio State shit. As you get closer to campus, obviously, yeah, but. Hmm. Well, so, Matt, how are your, uh, Switching topics to, I think the last one. <laughs> Sorry. Did uh, have your top shots been popping off? You know when when Dave said that NFTs have risen, I'm just like, oh, I should check out my top shots. I have not looked at them in like, whenever the fuck our conversation was. That was just more of a fun thing. I should. Uh, I'll try to check that now if I can remember my um, password. I saw some like I took a one month break from. And Facebook and Twitter and Reddit and so like when I started getting back, yeah, when I started getting back on it, uh, in the middle of August, it started being like NFTs are back, like NFTs this, NFTs that. I was like, wait, are these things making a revival again? What the hell? <laughs> Son of a bitch! I thought we tried this already. Yeah, I was I was uh, surprised as well, but it seems like. I wonder if that, I mean, obviously it's somewhat tied to Ethereum moving up along with Bitcoin, you know? Well, yeah, it, just the crypto markets in general have 
kind of gone back up. bounce back a little from the the red scare from China there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a total noob and bought Bitcoin at the peak, thinking like once we touch fifty thousand, it's going to break out. So I'll just own that right now in front <laughs> of my peers. I was doing really good on my seven percent rule, and when it got close, I was like, "Oh fuck it, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy whatever I got left." In my it's account. about so, to blow. I need some now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Well, there goes went two hundred bucks." Ah uh-huh, man, if you're if you're a true believer, it'll bounce back, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, it's going to a hundred for sure. But I just kind of kicking myself, like you know better. You you set rules and you broke them. Like you're a dumbass. Where where do I see my packs? Oh WNBA, you can buy some WNBA moments. I don't even know. Like, what kind of NFTs are popping off? Besides, the only ones I know are Top Shot. I, I saw I saw something again. about like Visa yesterday doing the CryptoPunk bullshit, but that's just more of like a PR stunt, if you ask me. Honestly, you should revisit the research that we did on that one uh, one that we we did and. Probably all garbage now. Everyone's moved on from whatever we said. Decentral land. Yeah. Oh, I bought some of that. That's doing good. You did? You got some property? Uh, I didn't buy any of the, the property. I just bought the token. Uh, Decentral land. It's up 13% today. It, it's up 48% in the last month. It's up. It's hard to see the. So from roughly January, it was roughly ten cents in January, and now it's ninety-seven. So that's pretty solid. My average buy price was eighty-five cents. Oh, uh, so you're in early. Mm, not that early. Or uh, the one that I did buy that is totally I have no idea what it is. Uh, is on Kraken, and I bought the cheapest token on Kraken at the time. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Hold on. It's Siacoin SC. It's currently two cents. I have 3,000 of those bad boys. Uh, and its peak, all-time peak, was uh, during the Mania a little bit ago. And it peaked at five cents. But it's been as low as eight tenths of a cent so you know that's my that's my moonshot that's a, that's a volatile sucker right there that's my moonshot baby <laughs> that's my boat money i think i'm i'm uh pretty much just sold on like ethereum and bitcoin I'm I'm afraid to fuck with any other altcoins or anything else. This is my little investing 
investing kitten. She likes she likes being on the uh, on the screen. Where do we invest? Tell us where you can. Is it Bitcoin or Ethereum? Do we buy imaginary land? Why aren't you telling us? Say meow. Meow. What does that mean? Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, I own I own Bitcoin, Ethereum, and uh Chainlink. Oh yeah, I own Chainlink thanks to you, Corbin. That better that better pan out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Don't worry. <laughs> just, just, just sit and hold. Sit and hold. Uh, I have uh, Bitcoin. See, you I'm got it all. You got, you got the array. I got two apps, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I got Bitcoin, Ethereum. I still got some Doge, Litecoin, Chain, Basic, Decentral, Ren. Oh, and this Amp one. That's a good one. That was a Twitter suggestion. <laughs> so you know i got my uh what do I, I got my money you know a little bit everywhere yeah social media portfolio and then i got my dividends that's right but like not like you know i have like a gen x social media portfolio i'm not like a gen z like i'm not cool enough <laughs> what's gen z the straight nfts in crypto yeah yeah and like Robinhood, and is Snapchat still a fun one everyone likes to shit on? I don't even know. I haven't heard anyone talk about it in a long time. Yeah, everyone. TikTok. Everybody likes TikTok. Well, TikTok isn't going to go public. Yeah. They're goddamn ByteDance, which is Chinese. Oh, you're talking about. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about shitty uh, millennial stocks and Gen Z stocks. I mean, I, I, I guess bought. I guess GameStop. I, that's got to be Gen Z. GameStop and AMC. That's that's is that driven is that driven more by Gen Z or millennial? And or some Gen X action. Who's who's? If if you could get who's a breakdown of of the uh, subreddits that are pumping all these stocks, I'd like to see a uh, age breakdown. I bet you the millennials started it with like uh, Roaring Kitty and all of them, and then I think the Gen Zs came on board, and that's how we kept it rolling. Yeah. Well, like I don't even understand. Like people go into like Discord servers and like talk about that shit. I was like, what the fuck's it even mean? Like. I feel like this is like '90s like chat room shit going on now. I'm just like, have we just come full circle where people just join fucking chat yeah. rooms and and fucking yell at each other? Girls are wearing scrunchies again. Of course, we're full circle. Yeah, '90s are in again. Yeah, and isn't there like with this whole GameStop thing, the there's some conspiracy and people just think the system's broken. Oh yeah. Yeah, it plays into that that aspect, which I'm sure it is to an extent, but probably not as uh, tinfoily as as everyone makes it out to be. Mm-hmm. I love my tinfoil. <laughs> I did buy some Robinhood stock. I put like a couple. Did Did you buy it at the right time? Uh, the first day when it hit like no, no. <laughs> Um, I've just buy like, I buy like a share or two every day for weeks and it's kind of dollar cost average in and get to a point and then just let it sit. I've been, I've been involved with Robinhood since like 2016 or something. 
Right. See, Robin, Robin Hood, by, by a little bit. Robin Hood does do sketchy shit, but you have to give them credit when they kind of forced everyone to go to, uh, you know, zero cost trading. They, they forced the whole market in that yeah. direction. Yeah, I mean, so so, Bill Brewster, he's like the very well-known fintwit guy. His family, I think, a cousin or his wife's cousin, actually committed suicide because his robin account showed that he had like he some crazy balance yeah he, he owed he this. owed like seven hundred thousand dollars or something well really he didn't yeah right right so that's like that's like a an incident i don't know there might be other the the biggest instance that everyone bitches about isn't some kid killing himself because he couldn't contact customer service but it's the whole GameStop and just halting trading yeah, that's the that's that's the, that's one. the one everyone's actually pissed about. Yeah. So sometimes when there's like there's some controversy, maybe a time to buy something. Like Alibaba is another one. I haven't bought it, but there's all this controversy with China and yeah. tech crackdown, yada yada. That's just kind of a time just the you know, maybe you buy a little bit and then you just wait it out and yeah. see what happens. So I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. If you if you're if you're buying on Robinhood and you expect to buy or sell instantaneously whatever you just bought or sold, then yeah, you should be upset. But if you're trying to buy and just kind of hang on, the GameStop thing, you know, yeah, that's just a that's an isolated incident, really. Whenever there's like some controversy, I feel like that could be an opportunity. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you see it with like Facebook kind of ebbs and flows with every freaking, uh, you know, government agency that comes after them. But like, unfortunately, they're just so ingrained. And And they print money. Yeah. In everyone's life. And they, you know, it's not like they have anything to worry about as much overhead as, you know, a Ford or a GM or somebody actually producing something. They can pivot pretty quickly, and yeah, fucking Facebook, man. But I feel like there's got to be a, you know, there's got to be a point where companies that make like physical, you know, things with would have more value. They need to like they need to like be valuable at some point. Nobody wants to work at those places. Yeah, nobody wants to buy the stock of those places. But if you are complaining about your fucking road, then yeah the th- facebook's not gonna build your road <laughs> yeah but the so like it, yeah what are what our society values isn't uh the same as what our society might actually need yeah and we we yeah. value uh being able to make a bunch of money by mining all your fucking data and selling it to advertisers versus you know that's why you have people going into coding to go work at a fang company rather than you know becoming a nuclear engineer to you know design the next reactor that could probably be a better net benefit to society rather than just right. you know but fucking me for more of my data yeah yeah uh you just said something i was gonna say something companies that make things or work oh uh 
so four is not worth anything. <laughs> but the one guy I work with a lot now, we were talking. He's like, anytime that fucker goes above fourteen dollars a share, I just buy some put options and just wait because it's coming back down. <laughs> and I was like, that's actually a really good strategy, probably. <laughs> he's like, it's never going up. He's like, I've been here thirty years. It's never been up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's a good strategy pete <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh man it's get is it getting there it's 13 bucks right now i know it's getting up there damn damn it, what kind of puts does he buy like short term like six months out i'm guessing like probably 25 to 45 days. I don't know. I didn't really get Dude. into detail. I can follow up on this conversation and let you know. Fucking that put options, man. Those are. I just. I'm trying to stay away from them now because you just. It's all about timing and you just never know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. Such is life. <laughs> Um, other stock things, uh, I can't share, but some, and I can send you guys this email. Uh, cause I don't think my dad sent it to everybody, but my dad had a, I don't know, sales call from one of his brokers and this, this fund is called his kingdom resources. And so they're affiliated with the Christian church somehow. And so I'm sure there's tax loopholes because oh, of that. Man. Blah, 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 blah. That's what I want to get on. But so they gave him like his spiel. And then he's like, so what's your buy-in? They're like 200 grand. And I was like, well, that's a compliment that their algorithm said you probably have 200 grand lying around somewhere. <laughs> and he's like, thanks. <laughs> uh, but the stock is... Uh, cat, Google, elephant, Indiana, C G E I, and so it's less than a dollar. Uh, he said he bought 500 shares at like 81 cents or something like that. And I just looked before we got on the call, and it's at like 90. But they do like um, uh, wind generation or like remote generation of power uh and so this group whether they're private equity or hedge fund whatever they're uh looks like they're a private equity fund is what their pdf says that i'll send you um they're saying that this company is supposed to spin out another company and this is one of the things like corbin can probably explain better but <laughs> you basically buy this company at you know less than a dollar and then when they spin off the other company, you would have rights to some amount of shares of that company as well. Uh, so that was one of their ideas that he got for free. I was like, oh, well, I'll uh, pass the information along. So I'm doing my civic duty and telling you guys. So there's some like special event happening? Yeah. I don't have all the details, and I knew you were going to ask a bunch of fucking questions. <laughs> That I don't know anything well, about. I, well, I just went but to their website. I can website. send you an email. 
Yeah, send the email. Yeah. You want to do it right now? Come on. Uh, it's probably just the easiest. I've, to... slow, I've, I've started looking into like at some of these like little micro cap, nano cap companies. It seems pretty interesting. I'm just going to reply all to Corbin's. That works. Uh, yeah. Reply all. Attach. Give me one more second to get to downloads. Okay, so this is the PDF, and this is what my dad sent me in an email. And other than that, I don't know shit, and I've put zero time into this. So he just passed it along because he hopes one day we are better off than he is. <laughs> okay, it's sent. Searched it on Twitter. There's no chatter about it on Twitter. Mm, that means we're early. Perfect. That means we're early. <laughs> yeah, both Twitter and Reddit aren't really talking about it much. It's like a bunch of bots on Twitter. Oh, talking about trading and shit. Yeah, yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah, I love it. I, my my favorite thing is when the bots aren't working, so everything's like number signs, <laughs> you know, numbers, and his kingdom resources. So this is like a Bible yeah, beater, so I, uh, fucking investment. My dad fund? said that they are. Are they Mormon affiliate? I don't know, but they're affiliated with the church, and so like they have to give so much of their profits as a you know charitable contribution every year. Probably less than they pay in fucking taxes, or less than they would have to yeah. pay in taxes. Right, and uh, he said they also help with tax mitigation services. So like they so they got you covered on all your bases. I was like, wow, Dad, that's quite the, the hookup. He's like, yeah, yeah, it was an interesting call for sure until we got to 200 grand. So I told him if they ever have a lower buy-in, let me know. Wow. It's fucking weird. They had a website list on there. No, I'm just on the website. Well, you're, you're, you've done more homework than I have. You can submit a pitch, yeah, Corbin. You should, Corbin, I want you to become the leader of of this fucking Christian uh, hedge fund somehow. <laughs> I just I just feel like that'd just be a funny story. Like, oh yeah, my buddy, he runs a Christian hedge fund. <laughs> Dude, that's what I get to say. I'm the one with the buddies. <laughs> my buddy, damn it! <laughs> you can say whatever. You gotta get your own tagline. Oh, yeah, I got a buddy. Dave, you always say that. It's true. <laughs> uh, I got another one for you when you're ready. Also, from know, I'm reading. I'm reading about this uh, spinoff. The first priority of BRI is to avoid companies operating in or near areas that aren't typically aligned with a biblical worldview. The fuck? <laughs> what does that even mean? Portfolio. 
I don't know this. So the last like news article is from April, and they just are talking about this uh, spinoff, but they are very broad, and then um, they're building pre-sales for deliveries beginning in 2022. So they're probably not even, you know, zero revenue. They talk about short interest, which is weird for a company. You usually try not to talk about like market price action and then they just say there are more than 300,000 additional cell towers needed to be constructed in the u.s this will require a 500 billion dollar investment in new 5g infrastructure so they're just like trying to ride the wave 5g wave i don't know and the other thing is i don't think they published financials for the year 2020 it's a crazy year man they're getting around to it like their last ones were from September 2019. That's their recent annual report. But but so the the, the thing with um these like small companies and on the OTC markets and all this stuff and there's like a rule change and I don't really know what's happening but supposedly companies that are really small and are on the OTC market are going to go one or two ways. They, they're going to go dark, which are going to, they're not going to publish financials. And some of the companies may be good. Some of the companies just, you know, just don't give a fuck and are just, you know, taking share minority, minority shareholders, you know, for what they're worth. And then some are going to actually like start, maybe they weren't publishing their financials and they're going to start doing that and be more of a public facing company. There's all sorts of weird stuff with these uh, little micro nano cap, nano cap stuff, especially with the SEC and some of the rules they're doing now. So who knows where these people fall in, in line with this? Yeah, I have no idea. Like I said, it might be it might be a fun like you know thousand dollar two thousand dollar bet, but you know if you're gonna put serious money behind it, it probably needs to be some research done. Uh, you want another one? Sure. This one's this is, uh this, this is, is a mutual fund. Oh, oh. go ahead. <laughs> what? MSOS? What's the mutual fund? Uh the mutual fund is Peter Indiana Indiana Victor X ray. I'll send it to you. I don't know how he got to this one either. He just sends me emails that say like Hey, look at this. This is interesting. And then I type it into Seeking Alpha, and if it doesn't come up with anything, I just kind of move on with my life. Yeah, because the stock chart is like just up and to the right. Right. I was like, what is this? Share Shares post 100 fund. Go to their website. So you're supposed to they're supposed to show what they own. Late stage venture backed companies has typically only been available to institutional high net worth investors. Available for a minimum you, investment of twenty five hundred dollars. How'd you even get to a website? Just Google the name of the fund. Private shares fund portfolio. trust portfolio. 
Oh, so they are literally investing in private companies. They're invested in SpaceX. Hmm, private shares fund, I see you. Basically, this is a VC fund, it sounds like. Axiom. You, you, Demi, oh, next door. Oh, Robinhood. They invest in Robinhood, Betterment. The trick is, you know, these people could have invested in this, but like, what, what did they buy in at? What, you know, what funding round? Well, they're in Turo, BlockFi, Masterclass, SoFi and Hymns. Oh, they're in Kraken. Ripple, that sucks. They're gonna lose money on that probably. <laughs> oh, they're on the version Hyperloop. I'm sold. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think ET they should have went the ETF route. Well, what's so, like, if you try to buy this on Fidelity, you have to buy it at 2500 right? You can't buy, like, one share of it. Uh, How's that yeah, work? It probably depends on the broker. Because um, maybe the brokers, like, pool funds together and then make a $2,500 somehow. Oh, so you think they just do... Yeah, I see your point. Let me type I don't it know. I, you can get into Fidelity. And... Well, I don't even have it. It just... Is the first one that came out of my mouth. So let me type it into TD. Yeah, it comes up at the close price. PIIVX. Richard, they're charging pretty good fees. Mm, the 10 years locked. Because it doesn't exist. Basically, this is something you buy when like the market pulls back. Expense ratio is 2.25%. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty pricey. I don't know. There's like, you know, you can invest in so much fucking shit. Oh, yeah, that's just it, right? Sometimes the, uh, that, Hard money portfolio doesn't, you know, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to, you know, if you have, if you have $25,000, are you trying to keep the $25,000? Are you trying to just like grow it 8% for 30 years? Are you trying to turn the 25000 into 250000 You know, what are you trying to do? Buy a truck with it? Well, that was going to be my question. Like your 25000 or your hard money, does that mean like gold or what does that mean? Oh no, I'm saying like so so the hard money cash. the hard money port uh podcast. <laughs> one of their oh. crazy fucking ideas and it's actually they have made some money on it. It's <laughs> they take like two, $2500 or whatever your bet size you want to make. 
think of yeah. it as like bets, like going to a casino and you're going to make like yeah, sure. your, your bankroll, like, like you're at blackjack and you got a thousand bucks in your pocket and you're making $25 bets. You know, you got to, you're doing a percentage of your bankroll and he's taking these hundred to one crypto leverage bets where he takes, you know, take 250 bucks, drop it into an account. That's the only thing in the account. And then you lever it up a hundred to one and you just bet whether Bitcoin's going to go up or down or Ethereum's going to go up or down. And in like 30 minutes, you could be liquidated and just gone. But if you catch it, you know, maybe the first five bets fail, but that six bet, maybe that actually takes off. And you're catching Bitcoin at 30K and it's going to 45K. Now, you know, that could be, you know, thousands of percent return. And that's what he did. He turned like two... I don't know, like two thousand into like thirty, forty thousand or something crazy. But he's and I, I support, I support it. Like I'm not being negative, but like that's also like he's watching it minute by minute, basically, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just getting perspective. But he's, but he's doing, uh, he's doing it on like the weekends, the week. So, so the stock market's kind, you know, it's Closed. Monday to Friday, nine yeah. to four, right? So they're trying to look at where does like the crypto market start move? Does the crypto market start moving like after four when the stock market closes and people start fucking around, you know, in the crypto market right? or like weekends, you know, people take the weekend off, aren't doing shit. And is, you know, are the crypto markets on the weekend less liquid? So there's greater price movements, that type of thing. And, you know, because that's the thing, you know, Bitcoin, all this, all the crypto stuff trades 24 seven, all, the, you know, so I, because, you know, you know, stock markets like you, you like tomorrow, something's going to get, you know, gap up, gap down. Crypto markets are just kind of nice and fluid, but they can, you know, <laughs> I don't know. They can jump off a fucking cliff too. They can. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so yeah, what they're, really nice. they're are, not really nice and they, fluid they're just they're just like they're, they're always continuous traded. they're so continuous like, stream yeah yeah so like the stock market you'll look and then all of a sudden something like up here and <laughs> i guess crypto can do that too but so are they giving you like insights like is it more active on the weekend or after six or i don't know i, I think that's all like to be tbd okay. But then, like, not only that, you have, like... Yeah, because I've, I've heard similar stuff. You have, like, North America, Europe, Asian markets, like, all sleeping at different times, and how does that affect mm-hmm. your crypto trade? Because, like, I've, I've seen, like, a few shit. Like, the past few weeks, I feel like in the morning, like, at night and then into the morning, I've been seeing, like, a few peaks, like, here and there. I was like, ah. But... I kind of saw the same thing. I was like, yeah, like things are at a low at like, you know, five to eight in the morning. And then all of a sudden, you know, midday, it's like, but that probably won't hold true tomorrow. So. Right. <laughs> right so when we all pay it. attention yeah. for the one day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The, the human brain's really good at looking for patterns that aren't fucking there. We gotta make us a pivot table and find them, find out the patterns. Damn straight, you can oh, pivot fucking go. everything and correlate shit <laughs> that doesn't pivot. even fucking matter. <laughs> I work on my pivot tables. I forgot. 
All right. All right, boys. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Yeah, that goes by quick. Yeah. Same time next week. Sure. Hopefully, like, we'll compress and all this shit will turn down to, like, an hour. (laughs) Hour of gold. let it go. Everyone needs a two-hour podcast. (laughs) I listened to a podcast today on the way to work about some dude's family trip to Montana. So, like, anything is possible. (laughs) If there's a market for that, there's got to be That's serious. (laughs) That's serious. Because, like, usually they talk about, like, the latest, like, auto news and shit like that. And, like, two of the hosts weren't there. So it was, like, the third guy who's, like, a regular host. It's usually three guys just like this. And they have a guest. And, like, two of the hosts weren't there. So they just had one dude and a guest. And so they just, like, let the main guy ramble about his trip to fucking Montana. And I was like, I can't believe I'm (laughs) listening to this. But I'm not changing it. I'm just going to ride it out. So anything is possible. No, nah, man, you got, you gotta, you know, you gotta hit skip next something. Well, like I've also been listening to the Wim Hof book, so like it was just a little break from that. <laughs> the what book? This book is called Iceman. I think it's by Wim Hof. Is the guy's name? And Apollo Ono reads it, so you know. But basically, this guy when Apollo Ono, like is, the the two thousand, the two thousand <laughs> speed skater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, basically, this guy uh, has this like method that's been scientifically like studied, and you know they were able to duplicate the results, blah blah blah. So it's legit. Uh, but his whole shtick is how cold therapy helps human performance. And then like, you know, there's obviously like the obvious is like metabolic benefits and there's athletic benefits and there's like, uh, faster ways to get to like, um, like deep meditation state. And like, lastly, you're able to control like previously thought uncontrollable, um, uh, What's the word I want? It's called the vagus nerve, but it's in the brain and it's like buried in your brain. And so anyways, like the root of the book is basically like a cold shower, a a day effectively can like help the doctor long. Yeah, basically. But it's kind of interesting. And then he also talks about like a breathing technique, which I did on the plane. Uh, and I definitely got like a head rush, head rush off of it. Cause obviously you're just like over oxygenating your blood, but you're supposed to do it for like, you know, 30 minutes and similar thing. It helps you get to like a deep meditative state and you can, uh, have like dream state sequences or like hit RAM, uh, release DMT. So like people have like semi psychedelic experiences with it, I, I haven't done it. My buddy told me about it, and he's like, there's my buddy. My buddy told me about it, and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I've done the breathing thing. It's it's wild, man. Like, I, I introduced, uh, like, some, some chanting and some, some drums and just next level. And so whatever. Teach their own. <laughs> but that's what I've been listening hey, you- to. But I need, 
I needed a break, so I listened to a trip about Montana. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna need to do that chart that Matt was talking about. Was it the Sankey chart? Yeah. You're gonna What's need to do a Sankey chart on all your buddies to keep track of them. Yeah, how they divide <laughs> off the grouping of buddies. Yeah, yeah like are these buddies grouped up? Are they college buddies? <laughs> engineer college buddies sketchy college buddies i can start working on that for our next uh our next meeting let's follow the buddy chart yeah we'll have a little uh we'll have a little excel uh, tutorial yeah that'll be my uh my pivot table practice there you go nice Sweet. That's the way. That's the way we're going. YouTube Excel videos. <laughs> we're slowly evolving into a, a YouTube help Excel videos. <laughs> yeah, we start off as a podcast. We're gonna have a guest, but now we're just help videos. <laughs> cool. All right. Okay. See ya. See you guys. See you. Bye. Hold on. Let me. Uh, let me oh, stop. Yeah, Hold save. on.